Hello, I'm Chris. And welcome to the Watford Jazz Junction podcast. And today... I'm looking ahead to the London Jazz Festival. But before that, if you were listening last week, I couldn't remember the name of an alto player who I'd remembered had rejected playing through a PA. And it was, of course, Lee Connitz. The brain finally worked, but a day later. But I was assured by Miles, who was my guest last week, that Phil Woods, too, could equally have played at Ronnie Scott's and not have chosen to have had a PA. But my memory was definitely that of Lee Connitz, who sadly passed away um, due to complications with COVID back in April. So just want to say RIP, Lee Connitz, and thanks for the music. But back to the matter in hand today, the London Jazz Festival. This is normally a city-wide programme of more than 400 gigs across the capital, working with all the great jazz clubs, as well as some of the fantastic venues in our vibrant city. Like so many festivals, the EFG London Jazz Festival, produced by Sirius, to give it its full and fancy name, has faced an extraordinary reality, like a lot of people in the face of COVID-19. So many festivals have, of course, been forced to reschedule, and we hope that they'll all be back stronger in 2021 and beyond. But the London Jazz Festival have shown some flair to quote an MP in Parliament last week, to produce a fully digital festival in place of their normal programme this year, i.e. concerts behind closed doors, and I'm therefore delighted to say it's going to be running from the 13th to the 22nd of November. I've been going for about 15 years, and I've seen loads of brilliant performances. Um, Because I like a list, as I'm sure you're starting to realise, my top three favourites would have to start with Sonny Rollins, who I saw at the Barbican around about 2010, and he most certainly didn't stop the carnival. Uh, Herbie Hancock, uh, again, I would have him uh, when he was playing at the Barbican. I saw him at the Forum in Kentish Town. Oh, I don't know. It must be 20 years ago. But it was the one at the Barbican that stood out for me. And also from last year, uh, Makaya McRaven at the Village Underground in Old Street. Um, I saw Makaya play as well in New York. I keep I keep watching him because he's just fantastic. Um, I saw him at um, Winter Jazz Fest in January. It just blew my mind um, as he just moves from band to band and project to project. If you don't know his stuff, start with Universal Beings, released by International Anthem, and just dive in. But I realise it's pretty daft to compile a list like this because, I don't know, they're just cherries on top of a very rich cake. Or, for my analogy today, it's like being a child in a sweetie shop um, and it's full of the brim with treats. So you'll forgive me for my uh, sweetie analogies throughout today's podcast. So checking out their website, they've got scores of gigs going on uh, with streaming that's open and it's free to almost all of the gigs. I mean, I presume that EFG, their sponsors, have been very progressive and supportive in supporting this all to go ahead. Um, but with lots of other sponsors that I can see on board, there's clearly hope and opportunity to reach a big audience. And it's great to see business supporting live jazz. And I hope that they can get mega numbers watching within London and the UK, but also reaching a global audience in a way that I guess would be unimaginable in a normal year. And since I'm just starting out with organising a festival, the Watford Jazz Junction, I obviously take my hat off to them. What a headache to fill it this year's programme from their normal 400 plus gigs down to what looks like about 120. Uh, And gosh, I can't even imagine the headset that you'd have to put on to become uh, a TV producer in place of a music producer with streaming all these concerts behind closed doors. But, you know, as a jazz fan, sort of who cares? It's just amazing the music's going ahead. 
So the weekend starts on Friday with the Jazz Voice, and that's being pulled together by the inimitable and very talented Guy Barker. Um, think of this like a rich box of chocolates, and I'm going for a Thornton's luxury selection. Uh, London Jazz Festival always do this. It's their opening night gala, and it brings an array of wonderful singers and musicians and surprise guests. And this year, it'll be live streamed from the Cadogan Hall to your home. And they've got a star-studded lineup uh, that includes Zara McFarlane, who joins Vanessa Haynes. They've got Cleveland Watkiss, China Moses, David McCalmont, and Luca Manning. Uh, and all of this is under uh, the, the baton of Guy Barker. And it's all specially created for the festival. And it's going to be hosted by Jamoki Fashola. So next up um, on uh, the Saturday, I want to pull your attention to uh, a pianist called Tigran Hamasian. Uh, he's an amazing Armenian musician. Um, I'm going to call him out as a Toblerone. Unexpected shaping, delightful chewiness, and you just want to polish off the whole thing, however big it is. And his music does appear really big to me. And I'd never listened to his music before, I'm ashamed to say, but now I have. Um, to quote the website, he plays music from different eras, uh, using a sort of geographic maps, along with poetry, Christian and pre-Christian Armenian folk stories and legends, astrology, geometry, ancient Armenian design, rock carvings and cinematography. I mean, a true musical artist, uh, blurring those lines between reality and imaginary. And I love that space. Uh, so this is on Saturday the 14th. You can book tickets on the website at just 12.50 and then it's going to be a unique and special performance. To my ear, I mean, it's something like Arvo Pet meets the beats of left field with just this exquisite piano work on the top. It is outstanding and I cannot wait. So then also on Saturday the 14th from the 606 Club in sunny Chelsea, uh, we've got Mornington Lockett and guests with a tribute to Peter King. Uh, anyone listening last week will have heard Miles uh, announce that Peter King would definitely be in his fantasy house band. Um, and I'm going to make this show like a double decker. Uh, lots of layers and highly consumable and plenty to fill you up. Um, it's an evening that's going to be dedicated to the memory of one of the greatest UK saxophonists that we've ever had, um, the brilliant alto player Peter King. And he sadly passed away earlier this year, just a few days after his 80th birthday. Um, for those that don't know Peter's backstory, uh, he was seminal, I think, in the establishment of Ronnie Scott's uh, quintet. Um, I think he actually played on the opening night at Ronnie Scott's in 59. Um, and he went on to establish himself without doubt as one of the world's greatest saxophonists. Um, and he was featured on the Charlie Watts band uh, and all sorts um, and you know, had an affinity as well with the 606 where this gig is going to take place. Um, Mornington uh, Lockett is, uh, of course, uh, a tenor player um, and also has been a member of Ronnie Scott's band um, and he worked with uh, Stan Tracy and Clark Tracy and the driving force uh, in the Jazz Couriers Quintet as well. Um, it's going to be a great gig. And if that wasn't enough, I'm assured by the website that they're going to have special guests as well with all sorts of unique tributes. Um, and I've also noted that Mornington is my birthday twin and also started out on clarinet before switching to tenor. Hmm. Um, also, on Saturday the 14th, I'm going to call this Peak, Peak London Jazz Festival Day, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, there's another free show. Uh, this one's at 9pm and it features the uh, Jazz Plus Ensemble. Um, and I have heard of these guys before, but they are a big band. Um, so as a sweetie, I'm going to call them a triple packed Mars bar. 
And I'm not sure they need to be tagged as a collective of young musicians because having spent some time listening to their tracks and whatnot, they're all just awesome players. Um, and I especially like the relationship between the bass player and the drums uh, and then the baritone sax is really proficient. It's just all really great and it's marvellous. Um, and you'll hear some offbeat stuff and progressive stuff going on. Enjoy. Now, bear with me as I fly ahead to Wednesday, the 18th of November, uh, with a gig with Shabaka Hutchings. Um, I'm calling this gig as a smooth bar of lint, perhaps mixed with some sea salt. Um, saxophonist, clarinetist, composer, all of these things, Shabaka Hutchings is definitely one of the foremost proponents of the current jazz scene in the UK, and he plays uh, notably with Sons of Kemet. Um, he embraces all the sort of influences of our city uh, including house grime jungle and dub uh, but also is a very highly trained classical musician so this gig is going to be in concert with the britain symphonia um, and they're going to be blurring those lines between jazz and classical um, Shabak will play Copeland's Clarinet Concerto, which is, of course, written for Benny Goodman. Um, uh, and they'll also play uh, Stravinsky's three pieces of a solo clarinet, um, as well as an improvisation on clarinet. Uh, and the Britain Symphonia, if that's your cup of tea, will also play the Appalachian Spring, proper American style. Then on Thursday, the 19th of November, which is... Mornington Lockett's birthday and Chris Newstead's birthday. Um, I'm delighted to be seeing that it's tomorrow's Warriors are playing. And I'm calling this gig as a box of Cadbury's heroes. Um, and they're bringing their next generation of musicians, so to speak, to the festival. Um, tomorrow's Warriors help aspiring young artists discover, to quote, their magic, uh, nurture nascent talent, achieve creative ambitions and build engaged diverse audiences, championing diversity, inclusion and equality. Um, and you have to agree with all of that. And if you don't think that they pack a punch, check out their alumni. What have we got? We've got Moses Boyd, uh, Nabaya Garcia, Cassie Kanoshi, Ezra Collective, Binga Golding, Shabaka himself, uh, and Sons of Kemet, uh, Sharice Adams Burnett, Wicked, Eska, Dennis Baptiste, Sarah McFarlane. Oh my gosh, so many more. Anyway, that gig is free, 7.30 on my birthday. Now, come back with me to the 17th of November, uh, and there's a talk I'm going to listen to uh, that's being hosted by Kevin Legendre with Carleen Anderson and Orphie Robinson, uh, and it's titled Article 10, Conversations in the Era of Black Lives Matter, Revolutionary versus Reactionary. So I'm going to label this as a box of Maltesers. It's something you're going to want to sit down with and consume with a cuppa, maybe. So Article 10 of the Human Rights Act leads with the line that everyone has the right to freedom of expression. But this talk, I think, is going to say, what does that mean in practice? And what does it mean for race and racism within music? They're going to discuss how artists, as purveyors of truth, feel about the level of opposition received, the risk of the debate turning toxic, the rising narrative to denounce the movement as a phenomenon of self-recrimination. Fundamentally, I think this is a really important thing to listen to. It's five o'clock, uh, free, free live stream, Tuesday the 17th. Um, and with Orphie in mind, um, I'm also looking forward to his virtual jazz club band. And that's going to be on Saturday, 21st at 4pm. Um, I'm going to go with Popping Candy for this one. Just waiting for the joy and surprise. Um, I saw this advertised uh, on Twitter uh, from the London Jazz Festival. Um, and Orphie has written this fantastic piece of music. And he's then invited uh, musicians from across the country without audition to play the music and to contribute and this has all been edited together in what promises to be a very exciting performance 
Um, another chat for you, um, Tina Edwards. Uh, she's going to be hosting an online hangout with Tom Ravenscroft from BBC Six Music and Ra- um, Anne Frankenstein from Jazz FM, uh, Hasib Iqbal from Worldwide FM, loving Worldwide FM, uh, China Moses from Jazz FM, who obviously I also love, uh, Lou Paley from Women in Jazz, and they're going to be having, uh, I think in their words, a nerd off about the best albums in jazz um, and from 2020 and looking ahead. Um, I mean, they call themselves nerds, but I think they should be compared as revels. Who knows what you're going to get? Anyway, that's on Thursday the 19th at 3 p.m. Um, it would be remiss of me not to, uh, to highlight jazz yoga on Sunday the 22nd of November at 6 p.m. Nice way to sort of uh, start the evening. And this is going to be with a friend of the show, uh, multi-instrumentalist, producer and arranger, Shri Shriram. Um, and Shri's going to be playing uh, the bass, but obviously he'll also be playing flute uh, and all sorts of instrumentation to perfectly accompany uh, what promises to be, I think, 75 minutes of mindful yoga. And this is quite my cup of tea, actually. I've quite got into yoga recently. And so I'm going to label this as a bag of tasty marshmallow. Um, and it's going to try and weave together music, the melodic flow and whatnot, and all the percussion. Uh, there's a sort of atmospheric backdrop to what then will be a, a professionally-led yoga sequence uh, led by more yoga and specifically their instructor, Constanza Ruff. So, if you haven't tried it before, or even you're just curious, I would definitely sign up. Now, here's my pick-and-mix selection of sweet and sours, eclairs and toffees, fudge and gobstoppers, but what else you can see during the festival. You've got the Seed Ensemble, pulling together a stellar ensemble that we're going to celebrate Fairy Sanders, who became an octogenarian last month, Glasshopper, who just played gorgeous stuff, uh, Tony Kofi's Portrait of Cannonball Adley, you can get a tasty little sneak peek from a gig uh, on the London Jazz Festival website that they did at the Hideaway uh, back in 2018. Um, and you'll also note that they've got Alex Webb on keys, who is a local-ish resident to Watford. Uh, so we're very excited to see that. Uh, you can hear Dinosaur. Uh, you've got the double bass delights of Linda Rowe. If you don't know her stuff, again, just get on YouTube. Wonderful bass player. And you've got Jelly Cleaver who I saw at King's Place last, I think, uh, as Sharice Adams Burnett launched her album. Um, She's a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and I didn't love her style so much. Um, Jazz 625 is making a comeback, and they've got a show that's gonna have the Sons of Kemet, Sarathri Korwa, Matthew Housel, Moses Boyd, and the Biagosia again, Ezra Collective, Kokoreko, oh my gosh, loads. Then, Gary Crosby. Uh, Harrow Massive uh, is going to be playing at the Church of Sound and he's going to be doing the Charlie Parker songbook noting that uh, this is the centenary celebration of the birth of that King of Kansas, Charlie Parker. Then there are gigs from the awesomely talented cellist Abel Salawachoy, uh, Yaz Ahmed, Judy Jackson, Binker Golding. I could go on, but I think the best thing to do is just go on to the London Jazz Festival website and curate your own festival and have your own special week. For my final recommendation, though, I'm going with the Istanbul Psychedelic, which is coming on Saturday, the 21st of November at 9.30pm. And it's another free gig. I've been introduced to Turkish psychedelia uh, in the last couple of years, and I've just got well into it. It's properly my cup of chai. Uh, This special performance has been recorded for the festival. It's my type of gig with lots of mashing up and whatnot. So it features Babu Zula. It features Mohala. It features the Montreux Jazz Winners Island Man. And it features Ilhan 
Erdogan Ershahin and his Istanbul sessions that I've heard before. And indeed, I did try and keep up with him on the cognac front, uh, but I failed. Um, Ilhan runs a very cool little club called New Blue in Manhattan, if you're ever in that neck of the woods. Super laid back. Anywho, and I cannot wait for that gig. So, even though I finished on a distinctly Turkish note, I think you'll appreciate that the vast majority of the programme is from musicians who've learned their craft here in the UK. And whilst it's always a joy to hear the American superstars and talent from across the whole world come to a festival, I think there's something here that we should be immensely proud of, that this year is proving to be a great opportunity to show off what we've got going on the good ship Jazz Blighty, and indeed all who sail on her. In the next episode, I hope to have got hold of one or two of the musicians playing across the festival and to find out firsthand what the experience has been like, so watch this space. And today I'm going to finish with a shout out to the United States. Republican, Democrat or even Kanye, you're all welcome under the Watford Jazz Junction umbrella. And it hasn't escaped my attention that the city of Wilmington in Delaware is twinned with Watford. Oh, and Wilmington just happens to be President-elect Joe Biden's home city. They have the most wonderful jazz festival themselves, the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival, and I think that's about 30 years old. Um, So I'm really looking forward to reaching out and touching base with them. So that's it for today. My thanks to my ever-unpredictable pup producer, Teddy, who has, thankfully, slept throughout. Wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Until next time, bye. Bye.